Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. Supernaturally, don't forget this Friday, don't forget tomorrow. I know they'll probably announce it at the end, but we're having outreach at the square tomorrow at 7 o'clock. We're going to have signs and street preaching. Put your Jesus signs, or shirts on. Go prayed up. Amen. And then Friday night, don't miss the prayer meeting. This isn't just a regular prayer meeting. It's, uh, we've invited the other churches to come too. So they're going to come as well. And it's going to be a powerful night. Amen. I just feel God is going to do something supernatural on Friday. Praying for our, our churches here in Texas and our fellowship. How many know prayer is always the answer to everything? Amen. Well, if you got your Bibles, I want to talk tonight about the love and the mercy of God. How many, how many could say that, that we, we, sorry, the amazing, I forgot the most important part, the amazing love and mercy of God. How many would be honest that we probably don't even understand how amazing the love and mercy is of God? And right before, uh, in a second, I should say, I'm gonna, I want to show a, a video uh, that actually I found today was sent to me today by Pastor Dwayne. I thought it was so powerful. Uh, I didn't have intentions to show it, but I'm going to in a minute because it, it, it's going to tie into this message. Um, but I was thinking, what's what's the best illustration? How many like illustrations? The best illustration that I could possibly think of to to show you what God's love is and what God's mercy is and and just as soon as I started to think and, and ask God, what, what would be the best illustration? His answer, was, his answer was my word. For God so loved, how many can say it with me? The world. For John 3.16. That he gave his only begotten, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And then the next verse goes on to say, you, I'm glad you didn't put that up. So like, well, I want to do it again. Don't put it up yet. For God so loved. How many know we better know that verse at least? If, you, if you're Bible illiterate, you got to know that one. And then the next verse says, And God did not come into the con- to condemn the world, but that through him the world might be saved. That's God's love. Everybody has these ideas today about who God is and what God isn't and all that. And God's sitting up there on the throne saying, all I want is to save people. All I want is people to know how much I love them. And I showed them 2,000 years ago when I sent my son and I gave my best on the cross. Amen. So there's no greater illustration tonight than than for the love of God than John 3.16. But right before we get into this, I want us to see the flip side. So God loves us, but how many know, how many would like to be in competition with God on how much we love Him? You know, that would be a healthy competition. We know we could never win. No one can outlove God. But I don't know about you. Is there anybody else in here competitive? I like, I'm competitive. I like to try to win everything I do. And so I, I know I can't beat God in His love, but I want to. I want to try. I want to try to compete. And I want to love God as much as he loves me. Now, I know that's impossible, but how many know we can try? 
How many know if we woke up every day and thought that way, God, how can I show you today how much I love you? We would have a good relationship with the Lord. And around the world today, as we look at all and hear about all the horrible things that are happening and all the, that seems like the darkness and the lack of, of God moving, how many know in a lot of countries there is a move of God? Amen? And, and every time we come in, especially usually on Wednesday nights, it seems like Wednesday nights is our hardest night uh, to get here, and we have struggles, and we have trials, and even the people that get up say, how many are going through something tonight, and we're always going through something. I don't, I don't want to, like David said, minimize what we're going through, because we all have problems. But I want to show you a quick video in just a second from a man who just got back from China, and he was, he's a preacher, and he was coming back from China, and he was telling his congregation about being there, and our problems... Uh, are not, let me tell you what our problems aren't. Our problems aren't having a place to sit, having, whether you like it or not, AC or heat, uh, having a roof over our, our heads, having liberty to come to church, nobody's stopping us. And so the people in China, as you're going to hear in this video, they have all the problems we have and then all the problems I just mentioned that they don't get to come to church when they want to, and they're persecuted if they do, and they're persecuted if they read the Bible. And I just thought this was such a good video to show the love that people have for God. One of the first verses that I memorized with my daughters when they were younger was, we love him, anybody know it? Because he first loved us. That's the gospel. We love him because he first loved us. He went first. And so watch this. We got it ready. Just hopefully it's got good volume, but he's just listen to this. It's so powerful.
Amen. How many can say amen? So that is, that is love that I want. I don't know about you. I walk away. I, I want to be like them. And, and not make the excuses. That, that should just thwart all of our excuses that we make. I'm not saying that to condemn us. I'm just saying that we, don't have any, we don't have any problems, church. Because, like I said, the problems that we have, they have too. But they don't have all the problems that we, we don't have all the problems they have just to, just to get together and, and love God like we get to tonight. Amen? So I, I, want, I want that kind of love towards God. I want to be in that competition. So Romans chapter 5, as we talk about the love and mercy of God, I want you to think about that. I want you to have that in your mind. I'm, I'm learning tonight through the scriptures about the love and mercy of God, but I'm also learning how can I love God as much as he loves me. And again, disclaimer, we'll never be able to, but we can try. We can do that. Like they say, give it the old college try. Romans chapter 5, verse 4. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And and this is another great illustration of God's love. For when we were still without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. How many ungodly do I have here tonight? Amen? That's us. We must understand that's us. We must look at these scriptures and say, God, I'm the ungodly. I'm the one. I'm the one you came after. And it says, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But here's the illustration. But God demonstrates his love towards us. In that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Amen? Isn't that powerful? While we were still sinners, God did not wait for us to get it together. God did not wait for us to have everything right. God did not wait for us to try to, 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 to line up with all the things that, that we're supposed to line up with, but he just simply loved us. Amen? As we were. How many know it's hard to love people sometimes where they're at? Have you ever met someone that that was not in the place that you wanted them to be in your relationship with them, and you didn't like them too much, and, and, and you're thinking, I'm gonna, well, I'll like you when you get like I want you to be. God didn't do that. God said, I love you in the state that you're in. And some of the states of people, now some of us were just sinners, but some people just downright, outright hate God, and God still died for those people. God died for people knowing that he would reject, that they would reject him. See, it's a, it's a love. We have to remind ourselves consistently and constantly about the love and the mercy of God. Now, let's go over this real quick for those that are taking notes. Let's write this down so we can remember what mercy is, what grace is. And let's, let's do grace first. Grace is getting what I do not deserve. Okay, grace is getting what I... So what is grace? Grace is salvation. I don't deserve salvation. Does anybody in here deserve salvation? Anybody could raise their hand and say, I deserve it. No, nobody, right? No one deserves it. And so grace is getting what I don't deserve. And then the flip side of that is it goes hand in hand, and it really is the definition of love, which is mercy. Mercy is not getting what I do 
deserve. Mercy is not getting what I do deserve. What do we deserve? Punishment. What do do we deserve? Eternal damnation. What do we deserve? What we, what we get, what we, what we have been owed to us, but we don't get it because of God's mercy. And so love and mercy tie hand in hand together. I want us to consistently and constantly, church, be reminding ourselves how much God loves us. Amen? Now, I had something else I was going to put up tonight, and I just realized that I did not get it to them. So I know my wife's not in here, and my daughter's not in here, and so I have no lifelines to help me, but that's okay. Maybe, maybe something will happen. I'll, I'll see somebody that I can use. Uh, the other person I'm thinking of is not here. It's all right. We're going to figure it out. Um, I really wanted to show it, but I totally forgot to put it in the thing because I'm human. Amen? It stinks to be human. I always tell people that when they make us. It stinks to be human. Tell, tell Destiny it's that thing that I wanted to show that I posted. Thank you. I just think it's so powerful to put for this, and it really was the, like, the main thing of the message, but I forgot. Lamentations, look at this, chapter 3. Lamentations, chapter 3. Does anybody know this? Through the Lord's mercies, I, I could have just got up tonight and read these six or seven words. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. We could just stop right there, and, and that would be enough. Because that's, if we were to stand tonight, church, without his love and mercy in his presence, we would just be consumed. We would just cease to exist. And I say these things just to remind us about how awesome and amazing the love of God is because he could be that way with us, but he's not. And when we think sometimes, guys, about the bad that's coming, the wrath that's coming, the judgment that's, and all those things that God does as a just God, I want to remind you that that is not who God wants to be. That is not God's desire. Doesn't the Bible say that he does not want any to perish, but that everyone would have everlasting life? Let me know when you get it, and then I'll, t- and then I'll, I'll say something about it before we do. Right? That, that's the thing we've got to remember is, is, is he is going to judge and he is a just God and he is going to make people pay for their mistakes and all those things, but he, he doesn't want to. If you read the Old Testament, and that's why you should read the Old Testament because it shows how many times over and over and over again God has to do something to deal with the sin of the people, but he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to. He wants to love people. He wants to be merciful to people. He wants to give people another chance and another chance and another chance. How many are thankful tonight that God gave us another chance? Don't don't ever come to a service and just be sitting in the service and forget, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be in hell. I'm supposed to be dead. I'm supposed to be lost but I'm found, I'm saved, I'm born again, I'm a child of God, my name's in the book of life, I have a hope and a purpose and a plan from from God, and, and he hasn't consumed me because of his mercy, because his compassions fail not. How many are thankful for that? They're new every morning. 
Again, church, as we think about the future of this world and what's coming, as we know we get closer and closer to the end times of where the days we're living in, we should be more and more thankful that we're on God's side. But as we remember that we're on God's side, we should also be thankful that, that we're not on God's side because we did anything good. It's simply because of God's plan and his purpose. Amen? Now let's, okay, I'm going to finish this verse and then we'll go back to this. So, and then I'll show you the picture. Let's finish this verse. So his compassions fail not. His mercies, it says, are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. I'm going to read this again, okay? This is so important because as we're serving God, and we're all guilty of this, and I want to tell you that I'm guilty of this as well, we can get to a place where we feel we're not good enough. Does anybody ever feel that way? I feel that way a lot. And it's not because I'm living in a life of sin. It's because I just try to measure myself up with God, and I can't. I, I try to look at the things that, that he wants me to be, and I can't be him because I'm human. But then I go back to, it's not about me. It's about God's love and God's mercy. That's the gospel story. And tonight, church, we're in the New Testament. We talked about that last Sunday. And the Old Testament was pointing to the time that was coming when, when Jesus was going to come do what man couldn't do. Man tried. I was talking to someone this week, an old, old basketball friend. I went and ate breakfast with him, and we caught up after a bunch of years. And many years ago, he's a sheriff. I was able to go to his house and lead him to the Lord. And he accepted Christ. But he doesn't go to church, unfortunately. And I'm trying to get him to go to church. And I'm hoping after this conversation he's going to start going to church. I don't care if he comes here, if he goes where he lives. I said, you got to go to church somewhere. you got to get your family in, in, in church. But as we were talking, he was mentioning some things. And at one point he was mentioning something that was kind of part of the law. He actually mentioned, for example, the Sabbath. You can take that down for a second. He mentioned the Sabbath. And he mentioned, uh, you know, how come, how come we don't have church on the Sabbath? And People ask those questions, and I explained to him that that was the Old Testament, and, and Jesus became to fulfill the law, and he, he resurrected on Sunday, on Sunday morning, and that's why we have church on Sunday. And, and what I told him was, is if you're going to try to have church on the Sabbath, you're living in the Old Testament, and if you're going to live by the Old Testament, it says you've got to live by it all. Does everybody understand that? If you try to live by anything in the Old Testament... He says you got to do it all, and then you got to do it all perfect. The reason we should read the Old Testament and read Lamentations and read Deuteronomy and read Leviticus is we should understand we can't. We can't do it. And so it gets us to a place today to really, really understand what love is. Love is like painting a wall. If anybody's ever painted a house, a room, and you see what a house or a room looks like and what it looked like before, I always say paint is like the blood of Jesus. It covers a multitude of sins. It covers all the problems and all the faults and all the things, and that's what Jesus' love does. It covers us. Now, I want to put this up, and I want us to look at it, and some of you saw this. Some of you might have even posted this. This is... This is the picture of love. 
the doorpost, and the blood. Now, I know it's kind of small, but I'm going to read this to you. And I want, as I read this, I want, you to, I want you to think about the amazing love of God and his mercy. The Lord did not check who was in, who, in, who in, sorry, did not check who inside the house was worthy. He checked for the blood on the doorposts. None of us are worthy. Only the blood of Jesus can cover us. Every time that you go to start thinking, I'm not worthy. I'm not able. I'm not good enough. I want you to remember the doorposts. Because it's, so, it's such a powerful truth. He did not go inside, thank God, the house. He did not go in and ask them what they had done that week. He did not go in and ask any of those things. He simply looked for one thing, and it was the blood. And we need to plead the blood of Jesus over our lives and understand that his love is what covers a multitude of sins. Amen? How many are thankful for that tonight? How many can remember that tonight? I saw this and I said, man, I've got I've to show this. This is so powerful. Let me say it again. He didn't check who inside the house was worthy. That's what we try to do. I try to do that as a, as a human being. Even as a pastor, I try to, to be this perfect person. I try to, to do everything right. I try, to, I try to not to miss the mark on anything. And even as hard as I try, I still don't feel worthy. And God reminds me, God reminds me, you're never going to be good enough, but I am. That's God's love and that's God's mercy. So tonight, if you're still on the side of trying to, to, to do enough to be loved by God, Rest easy and say, God, you're enough. Amen? It's Jesus plus nothing. Amen? So what, what do we do? I said, Lord, how do we do this? How do we, how do we stay in that right place? How do we stay inside the door without, any, without anybody, you seeing anything but the blood? And he gave me John 15. And I would encourage you to read the whole chapter, but I'm going to read 9, 10, and 11. And it says, as the Father loved me, I also have loved you. And here's the key. Abide in my love. Stay there. Don't move. If you go, leave this up there, but if you go back to the picture, stay in the house. Stay in the love. The house can be the house of God. The house can be your house. Whatever, however you want to picture that, but stay. Don't leave. What did the prodigal son do? He left. He got out of the covering. He got out and, and, sh- and saw his nakedness and saw his wickedness and saw his, his lack. And he said, my, my dad's servants live better than this. What am I doing? But he got out of the house. Jesus says, stay close to me. Abide in my love. In other words, trust my love. It's enough. Amen? Are y'all getting this tonight? It's enough. My love is enough. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. We should be joyful tonight no matter what we're going through. We should be rejoicing tonight, no matter what our situation is, because we are children of God. 
because God loves us and his mercies are new every morning and great is his faithfulness. How many know we need a reminder of that sometimes? We need a reminder that it's not about what we can do, but it's about what he already did on the cross. When Jesus, or sorry, when the, when the devil comes, and how many know it doesn't matter if you're a pastor, it doesn't matter if you're a leader, it doesn't matter if you've been saved for 50 years or five days, the devil is the accuser. He's an accuser. He's a liar. And he comes to us and he tries to get us to feel like we're not good enough or we're sinners or God doesn't love us enough or whatever, or whatever it is. You've made too many mistakes. Whatever it is he tells us, he is the accuser of the brethren. Why are we listening to him? You have to stop and recognize this is the devil. God wouldn't be telling me this. What does Romans 8 say? There is now no what? Condemnation for those who are in, or other words, abide in Christ. There's no condemnation. So if you're feeling condemnation, it's not God. It's the accuser. It's the devil, the father of all lies. And don't forget that he's been doing this a long, long time. And he knows his time is short. And that's why we got to go back and point to the doorpost and say, devil, I'm inside that house. And Jesus' blood covers me. I'll never be good enough. I'm never going to line up. But God is enough, and Jesus is enough, and the cross is enough, and his love is enough, and his mercy is enough, and his grace is enough, and I'm saved by grace, not my works, lest I could boast about it. How many are thankful tonight that we're not saved by our works? How many are thankful tonight that when that trumpet sounds, when we breathe our last breath, when this, our time ends, our, our salvation is not based on our merit. We don't have to try to think, man, I hope, I hope I was good enough. Like so many religions today, sadly, believe that if they do more good than they do bad, they'll go to heaven. That's a sad way to live. Instead of saying, you know what, God, I don't line up but you lined up already. He became that perfect sacrifice. And church, listen, the more you fall in love with Jesus, the more you line up with the Father. Because one of the main reasons God is coming to judge this world is because they've rejected his son. So if you really, really want to make God happy, love his son. Obey his son. Love what Jesus did on the cross for you. And then not only love what he did on the cross for you, but tell other people what Jesus did on the cross for you. And that he can do the same thing for them. Tell other people. When you, when you love somebody, you talk about them. Now finally, Jude chapter 20. Look for chapter 20 and let me know if you get there. It's kind of a confusing one. If you look at it on Bible Gateway, you'll, you'll have to put chapter 1, but it is the only chapter. Jude, verse 20. And musicians, you can come, please. Now, Jude is an interesting book. There's some really scary, strong verses in Jude. But there's also some really beautiful ones. But you, beloved, we're not going to understand what that means fully till we get to heaven. Beloved, beloved. Build yourselves up 
on your most holy faith. Now, here's how, as, I, as I start to end this, I want you to understand the balance of serving God. I'm telling you that it's all grace, it's all mercy, there's nothing you can do to be saved, but you can build yourself up and you can say, God, I want to show you every day, in every moment, in every opportunity, how much I love you. How many know good relationships, marriages, children, friendships are based on actions of love? Right? You're never going to see a good marriage that's just based on, well, we've been together a long time. There's acts of love in a friendship, in a marriage, in a relationship with kids or, or father and mother. There's action. There's, there's things that I show you that I love you. I don't just tell you. So we've got we've to show God how much we love him. And this is what Jude is talking about. Build yourself up in your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves, look at this, keep yourselves in the love of God. Here's the key, noticing tonight through this message, as I've read several verses, God's love is there, but we have to go to God's love and abide there. It's there, but you have to stay by him. You seeing that in these verses we've read so far? It's there, but you got to stay close. Stay home. Stay behind the door. Keep yourselves in the love. In a marriage, in a relationship, you got to keep that relationship fresh. That whole thing, I told you I loved you when I said I do, and if anything changes, I'll let you know, ain't going to work. you got to tell the person, I love you, consistently, and showing it goes even further. Okay? Looking for the mercy of of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And on some have compassion, making a distinction. But others, save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. Now to him who is able, now this is the key to close this up. How are we going to stay ready? We do our part, but God's the one that finishes the work. Him who is able. God is able to keep us from stumbling. You believe that? And to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Father, tonight, we are in your presence, and we love you. We want you to know how much we love you. We know how much you love us. While we were still sinners, you died for the ungodly. I am the ungodly. I could never, ever measure up. I could never, ever be good enough. On my best day, my righteousness is filthy rags. But tonight, Lord, you love me with an everlasting love.
Your amazing love and mercy is what leads me, the Bible says, to repentance. Your love, your compassion, your kindness leads me to repentance. I don't want to do anything to hurt you. And I want to do everything to show you how much I love you. I love you because you first loved me. There's no way I could have ever loved you first. But you came and you found me. You came to my door and you knocked. And all I had to do was open the door. That's all anybody in this world has to do tonight is open the door to God's love. And the Bible says he'll come in and sup with us. He'll come in and dine with us. God wants to be more intimate with us than we could ever even imagine. But it starts with understanding how powerful his love and his mercy is, how amazing his love and his mercy is. Tonight I pray in this message, in this time together, that I have drawn you closer to Jesus. That you have fallen more in love with Jesus through these verses. That you have realized you'll never be good enough. You'll never line up. But God is not looking at you. He's looking at the blood that's over the doorpost of your life. Father, thank you for the blood. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for giving me tonight what I don't deserve by grace, which is salvation. And thank you for not giving me what I do deserve, which is damnation because of your mercy. Thank you for loving me when I'm not lovable. Loving me while I'm still a sinner. Loving me, Lord, even if I would have rejected you. Tonight it's hard to imagine that there are countless people in hell spending eternity lost without you, that you love still. But they rejected your love. Father, let us never, ever reject your love. But let us spread that love to others and tell others they can have the same hope that we have because hope doesn't disappoint. Let every person in this place be sealed by your Holy Spirit. Let every person in this place fall more in love with you tonight than they were yesterday by abiding in you, by obeying your commands, by loving your word and loving your plan and loving your purpose and loving your mercy. All over this place tonight, from front to back and side to side, how many in this place could say, I don't know that love, I don't know that mercy, I haven't experienced it. I've never opened the door to Jesus. I've never let Jesus come in, but tonight he's knocking. I can hear him knocking. I hear the door. I hear the knock. God says, open up that door, and he'll come in. How many can say, I've never opened the door? Just lift up your hand and put it right back down and say, pray for me tonight. I've never opened the door, but I want to tonight. If you're watching online, if you're listening on the podcast, you have an opportunity right now, right where you're at. doesn't matter what you've done. doesn't matter where you've gone. doesn't matter what you, where you've been. doesn't matter what you think. Just call on Jesus. The Bible says, call on the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. Call on him. You don't have to get everything together. He doesn't need all that. He just needs faith. He just needs you to believe. We're going to say a prayer in just a moment for those watching online, those listening on the podcast. But as we stand all over this place tonight, staying in reverence to the Lord, I want us, as we're standing, and before we pray for this, I want us that are here tonight, I want us to begin to think, have I been walking in condemnation? 
Have I been mistrusting God's love and mercy? Have I been trying to do it on my own without understanding that, that my righteousness is filthy rags? I believe there's some here tonight that need to say, Lord, I'm sorry for trying to do it my way. It's, it's all about the blood on the doorposts. It's all about your love and your mercy, lest any man should boast. With heads bowed and eyes closed, those watching tonight online, would you, would you just listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and know right now that there's no condemnation for you if you'll put your faith in Jesus Christ? That if you'll call on his name right now in this prayer, you'll be saved. You'll be born again. You'll have a new life and a new beginning. Say this with me, Lord Jesus. Tonight I stand before you as a sinner and I need a Savior. I'm lost. I'm hopeless. But I know that you died on the cross for all of my sins. You shed your precious blood to remove my sins so that God could see the blood and not my sins. I believe that. And I believe when you shed your blood on the cross, you died so that I wouldn't have to die. And then you rose from the dead so I don't have to die, so I can spend eternity in heaven. I accept that and I believe that. In Jesus' name, change me tonight. Make me a new creation. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.